0: voice is just a a little bit raspy and hoarse this morning. And so I would like a volunteer to read the scripture passage for me this morning. It's going to be Genesis chapter nineteen, verses one through twenty nine. Seats over here if anybody needs seats. There are two seats right here. I think Greg's. You want to read it, Greg? One through, 29? One through 29. Well, I know there are many words.
1: <laughs> now, the true angels came to Sodom in the evening as Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he arose to meet them, and bowed down with his face to the ground. And he said, Now behold, my Lord, please turn aside into your servant's house, and spend the night, and wash your feet, that you may rise early, and go on your way. They said, However, no, for we shall spend the night in the square. Yet he urged them strongly, so they turned aside to him, and entered his house. And he prepared a feast for them, and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both young and old, all the people from every quarter. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, that we may have relations with them. But Lot went out to them at the doorway, and shut the door behind him and said, Please, my brothers, do not act wickedly. Now behold, I have two daughters who have not had relations with man. Please let me bring them out to you, and do to them whatever you like, only do nothing to these men, inasmuch as they have come under the shelter of my roof." But they said, Stand aside. Furthermore, they said, This one came in, and as an alien... already he has acted like a judge now we will treat you worse than them so they pressed hard against Lot and came near to break the door but the men reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness both small and great so that they wearied themselves trying to find the doorway then the two men said to Lot who else have you here a son-in-law and your sons and your daughters and whoever you have in the city bring them out of the place for we are about to destroy this place because their outcry has become so great before the Lord that the Lord has sent us to destroy it Lot went out and spoke to his son and the sons-in-law who were to marry his daughters and said up get out of this place for the Lord will destroy the city but he appeared to his sons-in-law to be jested. With morning dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, for you will be swept away in the punishment, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated. So the men seized his hand, and the hand of his wife, and the hands of his two daughters, for the compassion of the Lord was upon him. And they brought him out and put him outside the city. When they had brought him outside, one said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you, or do not stay anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains, or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, Oh no, my Lord. Now behold, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have magnified your loving kindness which you have shown to me by saving my wife. But I cannot escape to the mountains, for the ship disaster will overtake me, and I will die. Now behold, this town is near enough to flee to, and it is small. Please let me escape there, as it is not small, that my life may be saved. He said to him, Behold, I grant you the request also, not to overthrow the town of which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the town was called Zoar. The sun had risen over the earth when Lot came to Zoar. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities, and all the valley, and all the inhabitants of the cities that grew on the ground. But his wife from behind him, Looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. Now Abraham rose early in the morning and went to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley. And he saw, and behold, the smoke of the land ascended like the smoke of a furnace. Then it came about when God destroyed the cities of the valley, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot lived.
0: Thank you, Greg. To give you a, a little bit of a background to what has just happened, uh, angels have visited Abraham and have told Abraham just before this happened that they're going to have to destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because they are such evil cities. And Abraham asked him, Ask these angels. He says, Will you really destroy the city if you find 50 good people there? And the angels say, No, we won't destroy the city if there are 50 good people. Then Abraham starts working his way down. What about if there's 40? Or 30? Or 20? And they say, No, we won't destroy the city if 20. Finally, he gets down to 10. What happens if you only find 10 people? And they even say, If there are 10 people there the city will not be destroyed and so what happens well that's what this story is telling us is obviously they didn't even find ten good people in this city but there's something about the story if you read it simply as as a history lesson of, of God raining down punishment you miss something there is the gospel story within the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and I wonder if you see it it's actually found in the very last verse that Greg read for us it says in in verse 29 so it was when God destroyed the cities of the plain that he, God remembered Abraham and brought Lot out of the middle of the upheaval." When he demolished the cities where Lot had lived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this story in some ways is really difficult to read because of the, the the depth, the vileness of of sin and wickedness that we read here. But it's in the midst of this that we have this amazing truth, this amazing fact, that Lot and his family were brought out. They were saved. Not for his own sake. But for the sake of another. For the sake of an intercessor. Someone who had prayed for him. Who had interceded for him. The head of Lot's family. Had made intercession for him. And so in the midst of this fiery destruction that was raining down. In the midst of this judgment. Judgment. That fell upon the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot was spared. Not for his own sake. But for the sake of another. So here's the truth that we can pull out of this text. Scripture tells us that in the future there is going to be a wrath to come. A judgment that God will bring on this earth. And all those who are going to be delivered from that judgment will be delivered not for their own sake but for the sake of another. For the sake of an intercessor. Jesus Christ who is our great intercessor. So keep that in mind as I just walk through this. In this story we come face to face with what I would think of as the worst of human depravity. And yet we see a great deliverance. So we're going to look at deliverance. We're going to look at well we're going to look at destruction decay and deliverance as we walk through this story. We see the depravity of man described here. You know, the angels came to Sodom on a fact-finding mission. They were searching out to see if the city is as evil as it was reported. Now, God already knew the situation. God was not ignorant of what was going on. He knew all things. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. He sent the angels as a witness the angels were sent into that wicked city of Sodom and Lot, sitting in the gate, rose to meet them. Now, where Lot was, sitting in the gate, that was a position of someone of authority in the city. The gate was like the courthouse. It was a a seat of judgment. It was where the city council would sit. And you think about it. Why would Lot be sitting as part of the city council? I mean, he was basically considered an elder of the city. Well, it might be because of what Abraham had already done. Remember, Abraham had delivered... The people of Sodom from invaders who had captured them and so the king of Sodom probably had decided to put Lot in a position of authority in the city to show his appreciation to Abraham but as we saw in what Greg read the people of the city did not appreciate Lot they certainly did not appreciate him as a man of authority But Lot knew the character of the people of this city. He saw these strangers coming and he knew that the men of the city would abuse them. The people of Sodom were lost to all shame. Well, Lot received these strangers. He took them into his house and he fed them. He sought to protect them. He did have some understanding of the sacred duty of hospitality, something that was really important in the East in that time. He showed respect to the strangers, but the people of the city did not. The angels had come to see the wickedness of Sodom, and they certainly saw it. And not just one little group of people, they were all corrupted they had no self-control they were given over to unnatural lusts but Lot sought to spare these strangers but his attempt to spare these strangers was, was flawed was sinful in so many ways he did not try to rebuke the sinfulness of the men of the city he did not try to share in a sense share what would be God's commands with the men of the city what did he do he offered up his own daughters to the men of the city almost as an exchange as a trade of sorts He was willing to compromise. That's how much the world had influenced him. He thought that was the right thing to do. Now at this point, Lot did not know that these strangers were really angels that he was trying to protect. But when the wicked men started to push against Lot and pushed so hard that they were about to break down the door of Lot's house, The angels reached out, grabbed Lot, brought him inside, shut the door. Then the power of the Lord smote the wicked men, both young and old, so that they could no longer do the evil that they had planned to do. Something that we really don't see with our natural sight, with our eyes, is... How so much of God's work in the world, in the fallen world that we live in, is a restraining work. So much of God's work is a work of restraining people, of holding them back so they cannot do all that the sinful heart of men desire to do. We probably need to think about that more, Of how much we don't see that. And yet that's really taken place. God places a restraint on people. Here in this story, it's a very obvious restraint. Now, the word for blindness does not necessarily mean that they were totally blind. But what it tells us is they could not see to do what they wanted to do. It tells us they could not find the door to the house. They were unable to find it the sad thing is is that Lot did not need to make that sinful attempt to keep the men from doing what they wanted to do he could have trusted in God and yet he simply trusted in himself so what we see here in Sodom and Gomorrah are the evidence of the sinfulness of men and yet we look through human history we're kind of talking about it earlier but we look through human history again and again and see the wickedness of man despite all of man's efforts and attempts to say things are getting better they are not time and time again we hear that I'm somewhat of a history buff and I think about uh Just the the 20th century. Do you realize that back in the early 1900s, 1900 to 1910, people were going around saying that the world was more civilized than ever? Wars are over. We are a peaceful world now. There will be no more great wars. People were going around saying this. But great wars, the great war broke out. The 20th century was dominated by wars, conflicts, and violence. I mean, just just to name a few. You think of, we had World War I. There was the Russian Civil War. There was a Chinese Civil War. There was the Holocaust. There was World War II, the Cold War. There was an Israeli War of Independence. The Korean War, the global war on terror, Uh, just to name a few. I counted up over 250 wars, revolts, coups, conflicts, insurrections, and uprisings that took place. Is the world, was the world getting better? And now people say, well, that was just. An anomaly. Mm -hmm. Things are getting better now. Uh, Syria? (laughs) Other things going on right now? No. Man has not changed. Man is still the same. These men of Sodom, they were left to their own devices to develop their own wickedness. And scripture tells us that all men, men, women, everyone, have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that's the reason, that's the destruction of Sodom. But now let's look at the decay. What happened to Lot as a man? Lot ended up loving Sodom. He wanted to stay there. Have you ever read that close enough to realize that you know, there's one sentence in there that says, Lot hesitated. The angels are telling him, fire is going to come down this city is going to be destroyed. The whole plain is going to be destroyed. This valley is going to be destroyed. You need to leave. And Lot hesitated. That would be like this house being on fire and you're smelling smoke and and you can see the flames and yet we just kind of sit around instead of running out the door. Lot hesitated so much that The angels had to grab his hands, grab his wife's hands, grab his daughter's hands, and drag them out of the city. Wow. But you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of shocking in a sense. You know, it's, it's... What happened? After they left the city, his wife longed to go back to the city. She looked back and with her heart still wanted to be there. And she was turned into a pillar of salt. Lot Lot was, as best we can understand, a righteous man. But he loved the world too much. He loved the things of the world and he suffered loss. 1 Corinthians tells us if anyone's work is burned up, it will be lost, but he will be saved. Yet it will be like an escape through fire. Like a burning stick snatched from the fire. With the smell of fire still on him. So Lot escaped by that much. And we know that this world around us does not carry, does not have any eternal value. Romans 12. Verse 2 says, Not to conform, not to make ourselves in line with the things of this world, but to be set apart, to be different from the world, so that we will know what is good, what is pleasing, and what is the perfect will of God. And we can take comfort. We can take comfort in this, though. We can take comfort in knowing that those who do love the world too much, but yet have the love of the Lord in them, will be saved, just as Lot was. Because their salvation is not based on their own righteousness, but on another's righteousness, on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So Lot had in his heart he had set upon an earthly kingdom something that we read in history this place would have been like a a garden of Eden at one time but it burned up. Abraham on the other hand he looked at the destruction of Sodom and his thought was oh all this wonderful stuff has been burned up. His one thought was about Lot. He did not long for the things of the world. Abraham had his heart set on a heavenly kingdom. God's kingdom. So, Lot, Lot's heart had been influenced by the world. Lot's heart had, in a sense, experienced rot and decay. Because of coming under the influence of the world. But we also have here deliverance. To Lot came a message that God would deliver. First off, they brought a message of judgment. They said, we are about to destroy this place. Sodom is going to be destroyed. Get out of this place even if we think about other stories Uh, Jonah when he went to Nineveh he said 40 days and this city of Nineveh will be destroyed so God we have a history of God sending out messengers proclaiming judgment but also proclaiming a message of deliverance you know we're there's a message of judgment, but it's not one to bring about depression or to bring about despair. It's a warning to us that we should flee, as scripture would call it, flee from the wrath to come. Now think about this, the people of Sodom, they were, at least what we can read here in the passage, were not told as a whole Sodom was going to be destroyed but other than Lot being told and those living in his house we read that Lot went to his sons-in-laws men who were going to marry his daughters and he told them of the judgment to come but did you hear their reaction what was their reaction they laughed at him they thought he was joking And so their reaction is an example of what the reaction of the entire city would have been. Lot tells them, we need to leave. We need to get out of here. But they would rather stay in the city. But think of what mercy that was. Because they were connected to Lot's family and from Lot's family to Abraham they heard the news that judgment is coming but they ignored it sadly you know we read in the New Testament how God sent John the Baptist to preach repentance he warned the people of a judgment to come that those who heard may escape the coming judgment but again some people didn't even take John the Baptist seriously Lot's sons in laws didn't take Lot seriously. And today, we tell people that there is a judgment coming. We tell people that Christ is the intercessor that can protect us from this judgment that's coming. But people will tell us it's been 2,000 years, Mm -hmm. it hasn't happened yet. What makes you think it's going to happen? Well, because the Bible, Scripture tells us it's going to happen. That's why. See, God warned of a judgment, but he also promised a refuge. Lot was told, run to the mountains. There is a place to run. There's a place of safety. There is a hill to run to. And as Christians as believers the hill that we run to is a hill called Calvary where the cross was where Jesus Christ was crucified we run to the cross and find refuge because the destruction that was supposed to come on us Jesus Christ took it in our place he is our refuge from the destruction that will come you know I already mentioned how Lot's family lingered and and I'm still amazed that that they would linger but it just shows how in um, one sense how their parts were still in the city but it also shows the grace, the love of God that the angels would drag them out of the city. What a marvelous grace this was that they were dragged to safety. You know, we should marvel at the fact that we have a gracious God who opens up the heart of a person in spite of ourselves who opens up the heart of a person and pours the spirit inside him what a wonderful act of mercy and grace and love that is I think sometimes Christ does drag us to him in spite of ourselves and we should be so thankful when he does you know, when when Christ comes again the scripture promises that we his people will be with him not based on our own not based on the things that we do not based on the things we have accomplished not based on our good things but based on Jesus Christ his work that he's done for us the story says that then out of the sky the Lord rained down fire and brimstone or sulfur onto Sodom and Gomorrah he demolished the cities the entire plain the inhabitants and whatever grew on the ground that land as I mentioned had been something Like a garden of Eden. But now. It was more like hell. To look upon. So these people. Had a little foretaste. Of the fiery judgment. That is to come. Everything was reduced. To ashes. Everything that Lot. Had set his heart. Upon Everything that Lot had valued was destroyed when the wrath of God fell. But Lot and his family were saved. Just is in the same way we will be saved through Christ. Now, <clears throat> there is, there, when I, when I was growing up, there was a very well-known radio announcer that would tell you a little bit of a story. And then he would always say, now the rest of the story. His name was Paul Harvey. And I'm sure some of you remember hearing Paul Harvey do the rest of the story. Well, here's kind of the rest of the story. The rest of this chapter, it talks about really the sad end that comes to Lot's life. It's again painful to read. You know. Uh, these The verses 30 through 38. Lot leaves the city. And you would think now he would go and seek out Abraham. His uncle. But he doesn't. He actually goes to the mountains to the east of Zorah not to the west where Abraham was so he heads in the opposite direction you know if he had returned to Abraham he probably would have had to confess his sin he would have to face up to making face up to the wrong choices he had made over the past 15 or 20 years he would have to humble his pride and would have to receive help from Abraham and Lot would rather live destitute in a cave without admitting his sin without humbling himself than to confess his sin and dwell with Abraham in abundance that was how bad off Lot's heart was at that point his refusal to confess his sins led to even greater and more gross sins Lot's daughters desired a good thing. They wanted to have children. They wanted to carry on the family name. The trouble is they did not trust God to bring it about. They trusted only in themselves. And in doing so, they did something vile and wicked. Sleeping with their own father in order to have a child and the result of that sin for both daughters the results of those two sins would be the nation of Moab and the Ammonites who would be nations that would be enemies of Israel and out of that wickedness would come more wickedness for the Ammonites were the group of people who ended up worshipping a false god named Molech and Molech if you know that how you worshipped Molech was you sacrificed children to Molech so Lot had been willing to sacrifice his daughters to the men of Sodom and now the offspring of one of his daughters ends up worshipping a false god to whom children are sacrificed sad thing and yet out of all this wickedness there is something else the oldest daughter gave birth to a son and named him Moab the father of the Moabites and from the Moabites came a young woman whose name was Ruth do you ever think about that have you followed this line here was a young woman confronted as Lot was she had to choose between the world and all that it had and to choose between suffering with the people of god and so by the grace of god she chose to be with the people of god and follow her mother-in-law naomi back to israel to be with the people of israel and so from her marriage with boaz came king david A man after God's own heart. A man who stood up to Goliath, armed with only a sling and a stone, who killed Goliath in the name of the living God. And from that man, from King David, came a greater deliverer, the one who frees us from the wrath to come. The one who overcomes the devil and sin. The one who has conquered death the one who is coming again in glory Christ the Lord so it ends up coming full circle out of all that wickedness God redeems it God redeems us so even though in this sad end we find Jesus Christ the one who truly was Lot's savior and who is ours when God destroyed Solomon and Gomorrah God remembered Abraham and saved Lot and when this world comes to an end God will remember the Lord Jesus Christ and deliver us unto safety as well to what we would call an eternal heaven that will never (coughs) pass away Father please take us from where we are at this moment in time to where we need to be to fully appreciate the things that you have done to appreciate the word that you have written down and preserved for us Help us to see how you are holding back the evilness of men even now and restraining it. I pray that you would apply this truth to our lives in a way that would be healing, in a way that would be restoring. I pray that you would work in our lives, sometimes like a scalpel to cut away a cancer sometimes like a healing balm but father if there are areas in our lives where we have let the world influence us where we are putting more value on the world and the things of the world than we should reveal that to us so that we won't be like lot but help us to be more like Abraham and we keep our eyes on a heavenly kingdom. And Father, touch our hearts today by your hand, touch our lives with your word. We ask this in your holy name.